I'm Denine Erasmus. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly Wrap. This is a podcast in which I will tell you about some of the top articles from the latest edition of Farmers Weekly magazine. We will also take a look at the week's biggest agricultural news stories. New on shelf this week is our 6th August issue. In this week's magazine, we look at the basics of developing and implementing a seasonal breeding strategy for your herd. We also speak to a quail farmer about how to farm with this type of poultry and the challenges they have experienced in marketing quail meat and eggs. Readers can also learn more about a citrus producer from the Eastern Cape who is farming with relatively unknown Ori mandarins. This issue also features one of South Africa's best-known wine brands, Van Looferen, and we find out how the owners of Van Looferen have managed to survive multiple alcohol sales bans since the first COVID-19 lockdown last year. One of the most basic principles of successful livestock farming is to develop a seasonal breeding strategy for your herd. In one of our feature articles in the 6th August issue, Professor Fricky Nieser of the Department of Animal, Wildlife and Grassland Sciences at the University of the Free State explains the basics of putting a breeding season in place. According to Nieser, the fundamentals are the same for cattle and sheep. You need a predetermined and fixed time frame for breeding. Using this as a reference point, you can then develop a strategic feeding and health program to complement it. In order to have a breeding season strategy, you first need to decide when during the year mating will take place. As a rule, he says, the best time for the mating season is a month before the rainy season starts. Farmers should also try to keep the mating season within a three-month period, as this enhances uniformity in all the later development stages. It is also important to understand the implications of managing your breeding season to coincide with natural availability of grazing or the absence thereof. Nieser says that if stock farmers manage the breeding season properly, there are several financial and management advantages to unlock. In the first place, animal health is easier to manage through inoculation and disease control programs. Secondly, a de defined breeding season will result in a larger uniform group of calves. This enhances your options and ability to negotiate better prices when marketing your animals. Bull management is fundamental to a successful breeding season. Nieser says one of the most common mistakes a farmer can make is to buy a bull at an auction or from a neighbor and then take it to his or her farm and put it to work immediately. You need to remember, he says, that transport and adapting to a new location is stressful and might result in a loss of fertility for the bull. He advises farmers allow a new bull to be on the farm for at least two months before the breeding season starts. In one of our main feature articles this week, we speak to Aaron McKenzie, the owner of McKenzie Quail. He says that quail farming might seem like an easy way to produce high-value meat, 
with low startup costs and in a relatively small space. But he says that making money from it is a totally different ball game. Mackenzie says he chose to farm with quails because their meat and eggs are three to four times more nutritious than chicken meat and eggs. In only a few years, he has managed to increase quail production to roughly 3,000 birds. But in hindsight, he feels he might have grown the business too much, too fast. He supplies the meat and eggs to various butcheries, a few retailers and restaurants, and other buyers. But he says the market for quail is rather limited with demand declining drastically over the past year due to the impact of the COVID-19 lockdown, the fact that quail costs more than twice as much as chicken also does not help. The problem, he says, is that it is more expensive to produce quail than chicken, with the birds requiring a higher protein feed. He stocks a mix of Japanese quails and golden giants, and has managed to significantly increase the processed weight of his birds, thanks to selective breeding. The broiler birds are slaughtered between six to eight weeks, depending on their weight. Restaurants, he says, prefers processed birds with a weight of around 220 grams. Unlike chicken, quail lay their eggs everywhere and not just in a certain spot, which makes it difficult to collect the eggs. Eggs also need to be collected three times a day if the birds are produced on the ground, like in McKenzie's system. Otherwise, the birds will start pecking and damaging the eggs, which in turn will cause the bedding to get wet. McKenzie uses pine shavings as bedding, which has to be regularly, regularly turned to keep it dry. The production unit also needs to be thoroughly cleaned and sanitized at the end of each production cycle, before new birds are introduced into them. He says that quail is really a wonder food because of its high nutritional value, but the biggest problem in South Africa is that because we do not have a quail-eating culture, the market for this type of poultry remains limited. Nevertheless, he says, quail production is ideal if you are looking for an easy way to become more self-sufficient. The last feature I want to talk about this week is an interview with Philip Retief, Managing Director of the family-owned winery Van Looferen. Retief spoke to us about how the pandemic influenced innovation, transformation, and their business in general. According to him, in 2020, they lost a quarter of their turnover. Local wine sales were impossible for half the year, but Retief says that luckily they sell 40% of their wine overseas, which provided a buffer. He believes that diversification has been their saving grace. While they are still primarily a wine company, Retief says they have realized the value of diversification, not only in terms of branding and different wine styles, but also other products in order to manage risk better which is why they are investing in the production of different types of fruit, such as cherries, as well as nuts. Retief says they have known for at least five years that the wine and liquor industry is not in government's good books 
and they believe that the Disaster Management Act has made it easy for officials to do what they have wanted to do to the industry for a long time, something which they, as a wine business, need to take into account when planning for the future. This probably is not a stance that government is likely to change soon, and the Retiefs anticipate that various changes could still occur to curb South Africa's wine market, which could include reduced trading hours, a minimum packaging volume, minimum unit pricing, or a higher age restriction on alcohol consumption. They also believe they will be able to earn a higher return on investment from fruit as compared to wine. Let's now quickly look at some of the top agricultural news from the last week. Completion of the Clang William Dam project has been delayed to 2025. Deputy President David Mabuza recently provided written answers to parliamentary questions from the DA on the slow progress made with construction work to enhance the Clang William Dam in the Western Cape. The project to increase the dam wall by about 13 meters was initially scheduled for completion in 2019, but according to answers provided by Mbuza, this would now only happen in 2025. He said the project's slow progress, currently only 12% complete, was due to supply chain management challenges at the Department of Human Settlements and Water and Sanitation. The appointment of specialists and the procurement of materials had been highlighted as critical bottlenecks. Jan Sarabi of AgriSA said the increased capacity of the dam would unlock an additional 5.5 hectares of irrigation land, adding 3,400 permanent job opportunities to the local economy. Some news on avocados. Global avocado production is expected to reach 12 million tons by 2030, which was triple the volume produced in 2010, according to the OECD and FAO's agricultural outlook for the period from 2021 to 2030. According to the report, while avocado had the lowest production levels of all major tropical fruit, it was the fastest growing fruit in terms of production in recent years. And it was expected to keep this title during the period under review. The expansion in avocado production was mainly driven by an increase in global demand and high export prices. It was also expected that avocado would become the most traded tropical fruit by 2030 at 3.9 million tons. There is much concern about a global shortage of glyphosate. According to Grain SA, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, glyphosate delivery time was between 8 and 12 weeks. Now it can take chemical, chemical companies up to 5 months to deliver a product. Cornel Lowe, the chief economist at Grain SA, said they were very concerned about the impact that this will have on the coming production season for grain in South Africa. Besides Chinese factories coming to a halt, for a period due to COVID-19 lockdowns, two of the world's biggest glyphosate producers were shut down last August to repair damage to their factories due to flooding. These two Chinese factories account for about 65 of Chinese production, according to Lowe. Furthermore, Texas and the U.S. had problems with the big freeze, 
and these winter storms also had a negative impact on raw material supplies. In addition, according to Lowe, logistical disruptions, such as last year's blockage of the Suez Canal, had also negatively impacted glyphosate supply. That was it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Weekly Wrap. Join us again next week when one of my colleagues will discuss some of the features from the 13 August issue, in which we speak to one of South Africa's largest avocado farmers about why they have decided to diversify into coffee. Readers can also look forward to learning about the basics of lamb care and reducing lamb mortalities as well as a feature on successes achieved in predation management. Remember to follow us on social media for all the latest farming news updates. We are on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at Farmers Weekly SA. Until next week, stay safe and happy farming. Farmers Weekly SA